guys. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of an Extra Dose podcast. We are Samantha and Alexis Bellbell, and I think you guys should know who we are. Probably found this through Instagram, but in case you guys don't, we are twins, and we live in Dallas, and we typically blog about, well, mostly Instagram and blog about fashion. We're really big into wellness and healthy living and Rest we love to eat, so food. We don't share a ton of recipes anymore, but we do on our stories. I think loving to eat is an understatement. I mean, it's one of our hobbies. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like I get we excited ate right before this. Yeah, and we say so. What we do is, I think I've said in another episode. We stand in the kitchen, which is like so bad. I know you're not supposed to do this. They always say you should like sit down at a table and like no 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 distractions, no phones. But I do the complete opposite. We stay in the kitchen for like an hour eating on our phones or our laptops. It's really good. Really not stressful at all. Not stress eating at all. Um, so speaking of stressful and, and all that stuff, we wanted to kind of start talking about anxiety because we are probably, okay, I was about to say the most anxious pe- per- person, people. <laughs> What's correct? We're the most anxious people. People around. I'm just, I'm, I don't think that's. I don't think that's right. But we both do have a lot of anxiety. And I was actually talking to – I posted something on Instagram probably like a couple – maybe like a week or two ago about anxiety. And a lot of you guys were messaging me saying, please set, please share like, you know, what you guys do for it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to share what I do because I'm just one anxious, stressful. I don't sound it, but you should see behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we – like I like we always say, Instagram is such a highlight reel. And I think even if you know me in person, it's not like around my friends, it's not like I sound like I'm like psycho. But internally, I think with a lot of people who are anxious, it's not something that comes out like you know when you look at the person you know. It's something internally that everyone's dealing with and I don't think they necessarily show it and maybe around the people closest to them. But I don't feel like people that know me very well even even know that I have that anxiety because I feel like you can just kind of hide it. You don't really – it's like mental thoughts that go in your head that people won't know unless they're inside your mind. Yeah, it's definitely like a mental – it's like a mental thing that you have to kind of deal with every day. And I know it sounds dramatic, but it's like literally it starts when I go to bed and then when I get up the next morning, it's just – I feel like I have a million things – it's not even tabs. It's just like I have so many things. Like I'm thinking about what I need to do next or like all these things. Like if I stress out about everything, just like what's going to happen? What if this doesn't happen? And like I need to do this. And then what if this runs late? It's like I – everything you could get that you yeah, can it's be things in, that I feel like, okay, people might that be stressed stuff you can't out. Control. I think, that, you know, you might be stressed out if you're late to a meeting or late to work. But it's like I don't know how to explain it if you don't suffer from anxiety, what it feels like. It's almost like paralyzing. To the point where I'm like, if I have such bad anxiety, I like start crying and I'm gonna break down. I mean, it's like over. It's like, and if you are from the outside, you're like, why are you crying about that? But it's like something mental that you're just like, you feel like you can't breathe. I mean, that's going to more like panic attacks, but it's something where you just, you feel like you're almost trapped in it and you can't get out. Like there's been And you can't shift your mind. There's been days where I'm like, I wish someone, you know, even Alexis would be like, she's so close. She's almost known me for 28 years, but there's been times when my anxiety is so bad that- I'm, like, crying over everything. I, like, can't do anything on my, for work. I can't do anything on my phone. I just feel like I'm paralyzed by it. And it's, like, a crying spell that I can't get out of or just, like, hyperventilating. Like, things that are, like, things that you normally wouldn't stress you out or normally wouldn't stress me out, I, they're, they're, I feel like they're, like, life or death. So 
if you suffer through that, I've suffered through it um, in stages in my life, probably since I was like probably middle school or high school, but it got a lot worse when I went to college. And then after when I started work, um, like at my corporate job, it got really bad there. And then with the job that we do now, there's times it's better, but I feel like I'm overall just, it's a lot of pressure. So I feel like that gets my anxiety going a lot. Um, and just being on social media, like I was writing about this yesterday in my stories for those of you guys who follow me and happen to happen to see my stories, which I feel like nobody sees anymore. <laughs> That's another cause of like my anxiety is just like it's stuff you can't control with work. Like I know like everyone has stuff in their workplace that you can't control, whether you do something in the corporate world, you work for yourself, you are working, you just are a, ma- a stay-at-home mom, which is like a job in itself. There's things that you just can't, that don't go your way or are in control, but just stuff with like our job is like, I am frustrated because we put so much time into it and then it's like people don't see it or I'll lose a bunch of followers. I won't get a lot of likes. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I just want to, I'm someone who wants to fix it and just like, I know if I'm, if I'm messing up in my opinion or I'm failing in my opinion, I just want to correct it. And so it gives me, I get really bad anxiety because I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What It's not about what people think. I'm just like, I don't understand. I see it as a failure because that's how we're being, quote, graded at our job. And so I'm like, what can I do better? But it's a lot of the times, like, it's out of my control. Like, I don't, I'm doing the best I can and I don't really know how to fix it. So... I get really anxious in these kind of situations because it makes it, it's like everything after that, something sets me off and everything after that I'm anxious about. It could be anything like yesterday we're shooting pictures and it sounds ridiculous. So you couldn't find somewhere that was like, it was windy and it was shaded and I didn't know, like I couldn't, we could, we drove around, our poor mom was like, we were happened to be there where our parents live and we were driving around and we cannot find somewhere to take these pictures, and we were both having. Okay, we sound like we're like having. No, a I know, but it's problem. like I'm saying like when you're anxious, if you don't have it, you're not going to understand. But if you do, you're you don't know that everything will kind of just set you off, and it's hard to turn it around. So I asked you guys for some of your tips. For me, we both used to take medication for it. It started in college. I would take it every day. Well, no, I didn't take it every day in college. Then we both started. I would take it. So yeah, in college, I would take it as needed. Like if I had, if I was really anxious about it, I couldn't, I like had the worst. I couldn't focus during tests. Well, I, yeah, I would take it before a test, which is, I mean, people have their opinion on it. Um, no, I mean, I wasn't taking like Adderall though. No, no, I was, I was on an anxiety medication and I would take it a lot before tests, like ones that I knew I was going to get very anxious about, ones that were like on a computer. Like I, I majored in MIS, ones that were timed on a computer where like if you got – it was a – it was a – I mean the fact – my details aren't necessary, but this is typical of me, like adding on all the details. <laughs> um, it was an MIS test, so it was computer coding. And if you got – if you've ever taken that kind of class – uh, if you get one part of it wrong, the code's like broken and then you'll like fail the rest of the test. So yeah, you can see how that's not like a fun test to take or public speaking. I was, I, I mean like a lot of people, I would get super nervous. And even one time I, I mean my freshman year, <laughs> I like stopped dead in my tracks on, in the middle of a speech and I had it like all memorized. Oh, that was so bad. And Alexis was in that class with me and she, I could tell she felt so badly for me. I just went up to the front of the room in like this big class and it was being recorded by the way. We all had to grade each other on the speeches. I went up, it was like the last couple of days of class. I gave my speech. I forgot. I got so anxious and nervous that I forgot what was coming next, which is like, we weren't supposed to read off papers. I'm obviously not good at public speaking. I memorized it all and I froze. And you, I, like, stuttered. I froze. I you stuttered. You stuttering. 
It was probably my most embarrassing moment in college. And I mean, I made it through, but I was like really embarrassed. For and you days. got, she got the funniest part was then I went next week and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to read directly the papers for fear that like, I don't want that happening to me. I was scarred. Which was like against the rules, by the way. Well, what's new? So I wrote off the papers and I ended up getting a higher grade than she did, even though I wrote off the papers. Yeah, like, what? I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm the one who actually followed the rules. Yeah, I messed up horribly. But she that like, was like anxiety. Like you got mm-hmm. nervous. I got really nervous. And then I started getting really anxious. It was past being nervous. The tour, I couldn't function. So well, anyway, and- what I was saying was I would take it in those kind of cases like before that happened. Or if I felt really anxious, like my heart was being really fast and like, you know, it's not just like you get some nerves. It's like past that. Yeah. Then when I went to my corporate job, I mean, it's really sad. I mean, I'm sure people struggle with it. I was traveling for work. I hated my life, and I was... I wanted to know. No, I... Well, I was going to the point where I was, like, leaving my cube and crying, like, all the time. And it wasn't because, I like, I couldn't just grow up. I was having panic attacks. One time during training for work, I, like, started having a panic attack. I literally had to leave the room, and it was so... No, it was really bad, and it's not funny, I had to leave because I was having a panic attack. I couldn't breathe. I can't picture you, though. I left, and I, like, had to gather myself, and I had to take my anxiety medicine and like this i'm being open about this could you like grow up please i'm like dying <laughs> i don't know why you're laughing so hard anyway i so i had to gather myself somehow i was able to get back and but it did happen many times and as my corporate job um i think my anxiety was just really high all the time and i think that contributed to me getting panic attacks i don't get them often anymore but like i said there it had gotten so bad that i almost i mean i don't want to say addicted but i kind of was i was taking multiple of them a day and it's a very addictive um drug that i was or anxiety medicine that i was using so Somehow, I, like, didn't go anywhere to get help, like, to cut off of it. I just, a couple years ago, I just was like, I can't, I can't be dependent on this anymore. So, I slowly, like, weaned myself off of it. And I had people messaging me saying they tried everything else and they're on a different medic. They told me which ones they were on and that, I sh- that you know, they, it works for them. I think that's great. I personally just don't want to be, we're, we're, with all of our health stuff, which we'll talk about in a second, we don't want to be taking, if I don't have to, a, a drug like that. So I know it can help a lot of people. And again, like we never were, I mean, I, I never had an addiction or dependency on it. Well, I think I did, but like, I think it was more placebo effect in that I was like, well, if I don't want to be anxious, I need to take it. I would take it every morning. So for me now, it's like, I just don't want to be taking any prescription drugs uh, if I don't have to for my health. So I have, we've obviously done a ton of research and uh, a lot of the stuff that, you know, I'm going to mention is it's, a lot of stuff's not fun to do. It's very time consuming and you're like, oh, this isn't going to help me. Like I, but a lot of it is in your mind. So some of the things that people recommended to me and to both of us are, well, the first one is CBD oil. And I know that's a very common thing now. There are different ones um, that are sold like all over I don't think there's like one, I mean, I know there's ones that are better than others, but I don't really know that much about this industry to like really give you guys a big The only thing down. I have heard, like what happened in Dallas, I'm sure it happens in different cities, is that they don't have CBD. there's so many CBD pop-up places and 
or things online, like I can't tell you how many brands are like, oh, we want to send you some or they're just so you'll see them all over Instagram ads, whatever. But they've done a lot of studies and some of them it's definitely placebo because there's no CBD in them. They claim that they have it and there's nothing in them. I think people tell them it is like placebo. They're like, oh, I feel better. But I'm like, you don't really know what you're getting. So I think you have to get it from a good, like the right source. I have one that I've been using and they always say you need to be consistent with it. So I have the last few days I've been using it. Excuse me. I think I do sleep better. Well, I, d- I slept horribly yesterday and I didn't use it. Oh. I can blame it on that. I, I slept. <laughs> I didn't want to get up this morning, but whatever. You can, so I usually take it at night um, before I go to bed. You, you just put it under your tongue. But they also told me, the brand told me that you can put it, you can do it, um, you can do it more than once a day. I mean, like twice a day, not like every five minutes. But if you're feeling really anxious throughout, the, like during the day, like it doesn't make you sleepy or anything. So that's one thing that you guys can look into. Yoga. Speaking of yoga, we've been doing that. We did it last night. Not like we've been doing that long. You guys have been doing it it's, for three weeks. Well, it's big for me because I never. I always say I'm gonna do it. I. I mean, I better stick with it because, like, I can stick with working out, but it's just hard for me. Like, I don't know. I just get so bored. I know it's an excuse, but yoga. I know it's a really big the breathing and the mindset and the meditation. I have been doing pretty much consistently, but there's times that I miss days like we're out of town. I. I didn't do it, and then, like, if I'm, like, out of town, I just, like, at my parents' house, I just got kind of lazy and didn't do it, so, but I do notice a difference when I do it most of the time. I mean, some days I'm, like, eh, but some days I feel like it makes my day start off better, because you know me, I'm waking up anxious, so it's better for me just to do some, at least something, so yoga slash meditation, I think, is really good to do. If you guys didn't listen to our episode of meditation, we did a whole podcast on that with an expert so you guys if you're a beginner you should listen to that and then they did an episode on sleeping so i mean listen it's all both of those yeah those are both really good places to start um and then journaling is another thing that i started doing i think i said that in the last episode i was talking about the i think i was maybe not that i maybe that was my stories i get them all confused but um I started journaling, which again, I I was really good in the beginning, and then like, are you I, still doing it in your phone? Yeah, but I keep forgetting to do it. Oh. I didn't do it the whole time we're out of town, and then I did it um, Friday night, and then I like stopped. Oh no, not Friday night, Thursday night, and then I like haven't done it again. So it's, it's really, anytime you're around me, you don't. Feel I like know you need to it's like if she's with Taylor and I'm like by myself, I'm like okay, like I'm in my bed and I'm doing it, and then at night when we're like together, I'm like don't do it. Like, we're at our parents' she house. She just journals to me. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe, but not really because I don't share. Like, I mean, not that I'm hiding anything, but it's – it's so they – going back to this whole anxiety thing, the journal that I'm – I'm doing the Gabby Bernstein. I think it's 40 – it's where you journal. It's I think I talked about this in another episode, but, yeah, you you basically meditate for 40 days straight, and then you do it in the morning, read a little passage, and then at night you journal and – it could be, like, in a book, but I decided to download an app. It's called um, – I have the app. But you can do your notes, too, but the, the app I've been using is called Day One. And you can use your notes, too, and, like, journal in there. But it basically just goes through, like, it guides you through writing down, like, stuff that you're fearful about and stuff that you anxiety – I mean, basically anxiety about. And, like, then when you read it back, you're going to be like, why was I anxious about – it's basically just coaching you through, like, why are you anxious? So – I think it's really – it doesn't even have to follow a guided thing like that. But for me, it's like I'll just sit there and write about my day and it's like, okay, great. But I guess when you read back on that, you'll be like, why was I anxious? But Or like you'll forget like why was I so caught up in the small stuff. Um, Obviously, 
I said meditation therapy is something that I feel like a lot of people have messaged me about recently or just like my friends and stuff saying, well, I'm not crazy, but like, I think I'm going to go. I mean, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing it there. I know like no one really talks about it that much. It's like you feel like you have to be crazy. It's kind of like being on Bumble, like when Bumble wasn't as popular. Everyone's like kind of embarrassed to like say they're on there. And I don't. I feel like people are also embarrassed to see the anxiety, speaking of that. Which yeah. Maybe it gets thrown around more loosely now. Yeah, I, I feel like people everyone says, oh, I'm anxious. But I feel like both of those are not really things to be ashamed of. I mean, I think it's hard to open up about it. But I feel like with all things, kind of like the bubble thing, everyone's in the same – well, not everyone. Most people are in the same bubble struggling with one of those. So I feel like it's not to go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with going. I'm sure Alexis was going to go in with our telepathy. She was going to go into the fact that we've been before – I don't go right now. It might be something I might do in the future again, but she started going for a past relationship and it caused a really bad rift between Alex and I too. Um, I went for my own reasons. It was like a couple years ago and I think it helped. I think the most important takeaway from that, we were talking about this with one of their friends the other day, is that I don't, I think it's like finding, I don't know, like a hairstylist or something. You know, it's like you want to find the right fit. They might be really good, but they might not be the fit for you. And you have to, you're the one who has to like them and you have to get something out of it. So it's kind of like finding a workout too. So I think one size doesn't fit all. I just because your friend goes to someone you like and they like them doesn't mean you're going to like them. And Alexa and I actually went to like the same office, but to different therapists. And she really liked hers. And I, I don't, I never really like vibed with her mine a lot. I didn't go like a lot to her, but the times I did go to her, I just, I don't know. I just felt like the time I was spent there, it depends on what you want to get out of it. I mean, I'm lucky that I have like a really good support system, my sister and my mom and like some other people that I can vent to and get their honest opinion. And I understand why people go to therapy because it is um, an unbiased, should be an unbiased person that is obviously trained in that to coach you through things. They're not supposed to give you like their opinion on things, but they can help you kind of realize you know, what you need to do or like kind of walk through and realize what, what your internal issues are if they're a good therapist. But I sometimes felt like I was just sitting there venting and I felt like sometimes when I left the office, I'm like, I could have done this exact thing with my mom and my sister. But it is an unbiased thing. Sometimes your mom or your sister might have an opinion. Like let's say it's about someone you're dating. You don't necessarily want to tell them all those things because it could change their opinion and something you might get over quickly. Whereas the therapist is like, someone from the outside so in those certain situations it's probably better to go to a therapist but if you feel like you go and you're just not really getting anything out of it it's you need to just probably find someone else or maybe you don't really need the therapy right now although I think it will benefit anyone I mean I think you could always use you could always benefit I think it's like exercise you could always benefit of talking about your issues everyone has internal issues they're dealing with or things that are deep rooted that you don't think about of why you do certain behaviors and things they might uncover and help you to uncover. So I feel like it doesn't hurt. It's not because you go through a breakup or because you feel like you have no friends or because you're stressed out at work that you feel like you need to go to therapy and you feel like you're like an outcast. It's just you kind of realize like, okay, I think I need more help than just myself. So, and I don't think it hurts. A lot of these places take insurance. Most of them do. And you can try it one time, a couple times, see if it works. And you can always try different people. That's what they're there for. Yeah. And then another thing is food and drinking wise. I think avoiding caffeine and alcohol definitely helps and with your anxiety. Like for us, we really don't drink a lot of caffeine. If we do drink anything, it's like green tea and I don't, that's pretty much all. Or decaf, which is a little bit, but. Okay, but I'm, 
okay, caffeine. I mean, I know it has a little bit, but I'm being, like, strictly caffeine. Yeah, and, I don't have, like, energy drinks yeah. or things that, like, hype you up. Yeah, and then, um, obviously, the drinking, like, if I do, like, in Mexico, we had, like, a few drinks, but nothing crazy. I think that I wouldn't really know because I haven't had, I don't drink that often, but I know people say that can contribute yeah, I mean, I think it obviously calms you down, but I feel like after a while it makes you yeah. more anxious. Well, when you're hungover, yeah. you're anxious. So, oh yeah, and then breathing exercises also, I think those uh, can help. It's kind of like with the yoga, I'm, I'm not very good at doing these, but um, it kind of all ties in with the meditation and the yoga. So, Oh, and the last one is to be present, which is oh, something yeah. I know Lex and I struggle with a lot. I'm sure a lot of you guys struggle with it you know, whether you do social media for work or not, it's really not an excuse for us. I mean, I think it is 10 times harder for us because it's not me just like scrolling through my phone, checking social media, Instagram, like, because it's, and I do it sometimes. I mindlessly scroll. But most of the time it's like, I'm anxious about like what I need to post, who I need to answer, my messages. I like love like interacting with you guys, but it obviously does give me a lot of anxiety when I don't respond or like I don't get to something. I just feel like I have a lot on my plate and that's what stems from my anxiety. But I feel like trying to be present, like we just celebrated Passover on Friday with my parents and being able to get back and be like, okay, sometimes I will admit I have my phone out and I'm like not paying attention to anyone. I mean, I'm paying attention, but not fully because I'm like on my phone sometimes during it, but during meals. But this time I was like, Alex and I are like, no, we're putting our phones away. They're being plugged in far away. I mean, it's sad to say, but it was like the first weekend that I like, there were lots of times I put my phone aside. It's bad to say. I had to pull magazines out at the pool. Like I, cause I'll sit there and look at it. I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'll start thinking about my next post. What am I going to post? Or I need to answer these people on Instagram. Or I need to check the comments or something. I find an email to answer. I will find something to do on my phone. And so I literally has gotten to the point where I literally have to turn my phone over or leave it inside, either one. But we've met, I mean, not that it makes me feel any better, maybe a little bit. It's not, I'm saying not that it's better, but we met some people when we were on our trip to Mexico last week that they don't do Instagram for work, but they were saying they find themselves checking their phone all the time. They find themselves, like, wanting to take pictures everywhere instead of being in the, in the moment and, like, post them. So I know we're not the ones. It's our generation. Yeah. So that's – I mean, anxiety is a real thing, and it's hard. I think with social media, I think it's – social media is such a great tool, and I was talking about this with some readers, and that it's such a great tool, but it's also – it can also be really negative too because it's only what you allow, but also it's just like we live in a world where we're constantly engaged and we feel we get on there and we feel crappier than we got on most of the time. You, I mean, there's a lot of times I feel happier because people send me nice messages, but that's probably the only reason I feel more positive. <laughs> so I like when you guys message me, by the way, because it makes me feel happy. Um, I was going to say, well, kind of way off with, Similar to anxiety, we started doing medical medium protocol. And for those of you guys who are new to listening or all that, medical medium, he's not like people, there's so much controversy with this. Like when I first started sharing it, people were like, he's not a doctor. No, he's not a doctor. He's not a physician. His principle is basically to eat fruits and vegetables and to lower your fat consumption and to heal your body naturally. So I found him um, probably like in August of September of last year. And as you guys know, we were going, well, we still are going through health issues, but I mean, we're feeling better 
anyways, long story short, you guys can listen to that episode. Um, we talk about, we've had one about plant-based, we've had one about medical medium and celery juice and all that. So bottom line, we do all those things. Um, we're still eating plant-based and we still do the celery juice almost every morning when we can. And I do think that it's helping a lot. I, I see a huge result in my energy. Um, I feel like I can, I can actually work out now. I can sleep better. I, you know, like my digestion is better. It's not, I mean, every, nothing's a hundred percent. And I think I'm definitely on the path to getting better than we both are. Um, and if you guys are struggling with digestive issues or you just feel like you have chronic fatigue or anything like that, I think you should definitely look into trying. I mean, it's not even just, it's just the recommendations. He's not promoting anything crazy, any crazy supplements that you should buy that are his, which is why I started reading his books. He's literally just telling you to eat. This is why you should eat an apple. This is why you should eat an orange. And he gives you a bunch of recipes and there's like a whole community on there of people doing the celery juice for their skin and for like their body or there's people that are just posting recipes that kind of show like kind of the the principles of what he says to do. So um, I think that it's a good place to start. If, If it even gets you to eat more berries or to eat more bananas or whatever, I think it's like you can take something from it. You don't need to listen to everything he says. Like my dad is a perfect example because I'll be like, well, what are you, are you eating pistachios? I'm like, well, I don't eat a ton of fat, but I think they're, they're great. It's a great food. And so he'll be like, well, then I shouldn't eat those. I'm like, no, that's not like, that's not, that's not even the point of medical medium at all. He's just telling you if you do these issues, maybe lower your fat, stop eating so much animal protein every single meal, and maybe just cut it back to like once or twice a day, which is like where we started. I was eating eggs for breakfast. Then for lunch, I'd have more chicken or more salmon. More eggs. More eggs. Then for dinner, I'd have more. In the afternoon as a snack, I'd have more animal protein. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just like when I already have all these issues, we don't – I'm not going to go through all of our health issues, but just to tell you, we have hypothyroidism. I've had it for – since my last year of college, was which was 2012, early 2013. So what is that? Um – over six to seven years. Yeah. Okay. Then, so we had that, and then we ate paleo for a while. We've gone through all sorts of things. Then we got our boobs done, which I already know. It's, with you know, and I am so thankful for you guys who, do, if you do have breast implant illness, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's you can just do a quick Google search and sure you'll find lots of stuff. But um, basically, it's an illness caused by your breast implants. And I know I'm so thankful for those of you guys who have messaged me and said, have you looked into this? Because it's a serious thing. And at first I was kind of like, whatever. It's, you know, like I was already, and to be honest, I was already sick before I got them in. I was already, like I had, like I said, we both had hypothyroidism uh, our last year of college. And I didn't get breast implants until two and a half, two, pretty much two years ago. Both of us did it the same day. And a lot of you guys probably don't even know. Like, I mean, we have a podcast on it, but you probably had no idea when we did them, except for that our chest got bigger. But we didn't post anything. Like, I did not make a big announcement at that time. I feel like I would have done it now. I, I probably would have been more open to posting about it. But at that time, I was blogging, obviously. But I just felt like it was something I didn't really, like, want to put out there. Just because it's not because I care you will think, but I think there's so much judgment. And I was just like, it's a private thing. Like, I don't need people's, like, opinions on I'm doing it regardless. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, I did it, and I, I, if, for those of you guys who are still like you are going to get them, because I've had a lot of people message us saying, 
who did you go to? And because well, it's like entering the I summer. Still, I feel like everyone yeah, wants to get them done. I still would rec- – I mean, if it's something you want to do, I'm not – I'm happy to recommend the doctor I went to. I think he did a great job. I have nothing bad to say about him. If you are going to get them done, that's who I would go to hands down. I think that there's a lot of issues, and I and I didn't know any of this when I put them in. I literally didn't even – I mean – not that it's anyone's fault, but there was no information out there. I don't feel like nobody, everyone was getting put in. Nobody. I mean, maybe if you Googled breast implant illness, but it's not like floating no. on Instagram. There's like literally a whole Instagram account now. There's, I feel like there's tons of people post, especially in the wellness community. Like I follow a lot of people that are wellness people and I feel like everybody's talking about it. Just like everybody's talking about keto and like all these trends that are, I mean, not that this is a trend, but I feel like it's good that we're talking about all this health all these health issues like prescription drugs and all this stuff, but it it's becoming more popular and more talked about. I don't think people even two years ago were even really talking about I it. I think some people were getting them taken out, but it wasn't such a thing. Well, now it's like a big thing that's happening. And I think it's a good thing to have a move. Like at least it's a positive movement because honestly, if I, I'm not going to say if I were to do it again, I don't know if I would do them. And I'm only saying that because recently I've been looking at all this stuff on Instagram. And I know people are going to say, like, don't look at it. Or they're going to say, why did you do it then? But to be fair, I really had no idea. And it wasn't like I wasn't informed. I We were major researchers. And I knew I had researched everything. I had friends that had gone to him and had great results. And I still, to this day, I still love the way they look. Like, I still get asked all the time who I go to. People ask if I even have them. And I'm like, yeah, I do. But and I and I I love the way they look. Period. I just think that they're probably not from what the research that I've done now and I've seen. Well, not done now. The research that I've that's come out now. Um, there's been stuff linked to cancer. There's been stuff that is saying that they're toxic for you and which I mean obviously we already knew that. But I think a lot of surgeons. Well, it's kind of like yeah, it's downplayed. It's not really talked about. It's again this whole FDA thing. I'm not gonna sit here and get political, but. It's like prescription drugs. Everyone just says, oh, take this drug and it'll help you. And it's the same kind of with this anxiety medication. There are long-term effects for anything you put in your body. Your body is should be a temple. And sometimes there's a need for drugs. Like I was in the hospital and I needed antibiotics. Like it wasn't a choice. But I won't take them personally. I will not take them unless I'm actually absolutely like I need them badly. When I get sick, I refuse to take them unless I'm like, I really need them. And that's like, I wasn't like that a couple years ago. That's like a more recent thing. And I think everything happens for a reason. You evolve and you learn more about your health and all that. But bottom line is, I think that, I think that we are getting better. But I think that I don't know if I'm ever going to fully get better because I have them. I don't know for sure. So I wanted to be open with you guys because I think it's, I know I'm not the only person who probably feels this way. And I think... The last few days, I think it's close to my heart and my head right now because you've been re- literally, if I'm being honest, you've been researching it a lot. Like, not researching. I've been on these accounts and I've been following, my, not following, but like reading on people's stories of people who have taken them out. And like, you know, and there's two sides. Like, I mean, I think everybody who takes them out is going to say they didn't make the wrong decision. They're not going to say, I regret doing it. The thing for me is I know that they're probably not the best thing for anybody. I mean, I I don't think everybody's going to have issues with them. That's the whole thing. You could have them. And honestly, like, even just between Samantha and I, to me, I look physically, she looks like she's more sick than me. Um, yeah. I mean, it's something I actually had, um, some of you guys might have seen it. There was a blog post that was up, but I, I decided to take it down. 
because I just felt like it was going to lead people the wrong way. And I had actually a couple of people mes- message me saying, I went back and I looked for it and it wasn't there. Yeah, they like liked the post. They liked like, the post. Basically, the post is talking about how, I mean, I've been struggling with, and I know people are going to like roll their eyes if they like, if they see what I look like, they're like going to roll my eyes. Like, I've been struggling with the weight, uh, my weight for like the last three years. And like I said, I know people are looking at me like, oh, what is this girl talking about? But if you guys have followed me since way back when I had Instagram and you, did a side by side of what I look like and what I look like now. I mean, nothing's really changed. I'm actually healthier than I was, like what I put on my body than I was three years ago. And I'm severely inflamed still. I mean, I've done blood tests and my blood work, I mean, doesn't show I'm chem- like chemically inflamed, but I do think um, I've seen different people and they're like, we don't know what's wrong with you. Um, last summer, I was very sick. And I, if you guys, I'm sure we talked on our podcast, but I, I could barely like stand up. So I've gotten better doing medical medium and stuff like that, but I'm still struggling a lot with my weight. And it's something that's very close to my heart. I don't really talk about it that much because I know there's people that are like, you know, probably 50 or 60 pounds bigger, 100 pounds, you know, hundreds of pounds bigger than what I'm dealing with. But it is a significant amount of weight for me. And it's more than anything. It's not just like when you have a fat gain, it's inflammation. So it's very uncomfortable. Um, for me, just day to day, it's just, you kind of feel like you're like suffocating in your body. It's so much inflammation. And so it is something that long-term I'm like, um, I'm opening to like learning about the implants. I, before I got my surgery, I was already dealing with a lot of inflammation. So I think it's just a toxic overload for me in general, but, um, it is something I guess I could kind of share in here because I mean, people will still judge me on here, but. That is. Hopefully, it helps someone that's okay. Says, you don't want to sound someone, like you're insecure. No, but someone that no. I'm saying someone. I hope it helps. And someone. I said, and I of course, typical me. I was like, who cares what people think? And like, you should put it. And she was, and my mom and her kind of had a heart to heart, and they were like, no, this is not the time that you're gonna. This is not the time for it. So I think I was just trying to be. It wasn't about me. I was trying to be sensitive to other people listening. That I feel like you know, for whatever reason, they're struggling for weight and it could be like 200 or 500 pounds. And I'm like, so you're saying like, I'm X amount bigger than I was. And so I just wanted to be sensitive to those other people, which is why I didn't want to have it up anymore. But for those of you guys that are listening, whether you're like, you know, struggling, struggling with 15 or 20 pounds or you're struggling with hundreds, I mean, everyone's in it together. And I know, even if you're doing like me, you're doing everything you can. Like I work out a lot. You guys know that I really focus. I eat extremely healthy all the time. And I think I'm even more more so now than I ever have been. Well, and I think it's like in those times you start, not that you were restricting food, but you were like, well, maybe I'm eating too. You start doubting everything you're doing because you're like, well, I've tried everything else. And it's like literally. Or you're like, maybe I'm not working out hard enough, which is so bad because then you could start killing your body another way because you're overworking it and you're overstressing it. So I think I've come to the mindset, I've, which is good. I've come back to like being in the middle where I'm not like obsessed about working out. I'm not obsessed with what I eat. I'm just feeling my body both ways working out and eating like an appropriate way that's good for my body but it is still something I'm struggling with so I feel like I'm open all options and I think I was never open to being plant-based before and I it's changed me and I'm like become more open that's not to say I'm never go back to a little bit how I used to eat I'm just more strict with it now but I think about regarding the breast implant thing I do think it's something to consider if you're dealing with a lot of issues because I don't think it's something that people can be like, oh, it's nothing. I think it is important, but I do think everyone that's doing that or struggling with it, I think you also need to look into, like, other things to detox your body, too, in the meantime. So just well, like, what are you eating? What supplements are you taking? Yeah. So if I did ever take them out, I mean, I've already done all this stuff now, too, like, to help it. And you're supposed to continue it after you take it out because it's, it's a toxin. So if you guys are struggling with something like that, whether it's, like, 
breast implant related or just that like us where you before you had thyroid problems or you just have like some who knows some kind of body issue that you're like having struggling to lose weight like your hormones or something that I just want to let you guys know that you know someone that you're that I'm talking like someone like me talking right now is dealing with it and so was a million other people in the world so you're not alone and I try to ride myself on like my bad days about that yeah so now on a happier note. Yeah, happier note. <laughs> we had a request to do like what's in and what's out on fashion. I don't only want to do what's out because I feel like that like singles people out that like might want to wear that stuff. So I think everyone should just like do what they do. Continue what they, wearing what you like. Do, but you have to do these. You new have friends. to do you. But no, but we, I'm saying I know, but we uh, want to share newer ones. I don't want to diss anybody. No, in. I'm saying if you like these ones that maybe in my mind aren't really in, you, I'm not going to say them. You can still wear them, but then maybe add in some. Yes. Yeah. So, obviously, you guys have been seeing us share a ton of slide sandals. Um, if you guys don't know what a slide sandal is, it's just those sandals that you, like, have, like, one or two straps. Like a thicker one. A flat one, sandal that usually. has a thick or two straps to yeah. slide your foot in. Just, like, a little, I don't know, just a little sandal, a slide sandal. Um, and then we've seen them, like, we shared a ton of them. They have ones with, like, studs on them, ones, ones with two clear, straps, clear. Stones. Yeah, they have all different kinds. And they're Braids. just, like, comfy just to wear around. Clear bags. I'm not talking about, like, the clear person to take the NFL game. I'm talking about, like, they're, like, a clear, like, usually they have, Satchel. Like, yeah. Usually they have, like, a little um, pouch a pouch inside that's, like, colored or, like, a different print that you see through the bag. And then has a little um, a little handle to put your that's hands like through. That's, usually, like, leather yeah. or some other material. Um, espadrilles. These have been in for a couple years, but they're still in. The wedges. Like flat, espadrilles, flat, wedges, sandals. Headbands, like the scarf little headbands. We don't have any, but... Or just headbands in general. Yeah. Like the the ones that are like... Not like a scarf that you make into a headband, but like an actual headband. I remember when those first came out when yeah. we were like in high school. Um, they had like the long little tail that you would yeah. wear. <laughs> and then they went out of style and people were like, what are you wearing? Yeah, then barrettes. I don't... I haven't really tried that trend yet, but they look cute in other people. I'm just like, I don't know if I can I kind of feel like a little kid, but people look cute. Now. I don't like it on me, yeah. but... Um, head scarf, the same thing. You could tie, like, your hair in a button and, like, tie a scarf around it. Um, neon colors, which I'm always about. I mean, then I remember when the neon started becoming popular. I don't feel like neon's ever, it's been in for, like, the last decade. But I feel like. Like, the sneakers were always in. Yeah, but now I feel like more, not just, like, Nike. It's, like, other clothing companies, swimsuits, watch bands. It's all becoming more of a thing. Floral print. I think that's just on everything. I mean, it's all over the stores. I think you need to be careful what you pick because it can look kind of grandma. But yeah, like nothing too much. Like a romper, pick something fitted or something kimono. really fem- like something feminine, but not like I don't know, not something your grandma would wear. You want to pick something. And like- if you do it, like if you do like a blouse, make sure you put it with like something like more fitted and cute. Yeah, nothing too like trash bag looking. Terracotta color, so like that burnt orange color hug gum uh, like when you think of a terracotta plant yeah it's just a good color in everybody okay the bike short trend i'll be honest i haven't tried it out but um I, it looks cute on other people so with like a blazer because you're like your butt's hanging out yeah so. or people wear it with no i don't know i don't know about that but. um utility uh utility style so like olive you know like the olive shorts like the jacket like utility jackets dresses like that kind of stuff with the belt and stuff it's really in body suits um like jumpsuits and stuff like that two-piece sets so like oh, well body suit is also like oh sorry <laughs> oh, I'm just, a, what are you i was talking 
Okay. Okay. Fine. Jumpsuits are a separate thing. Jumpsuit romper. Those have been in for a few yeah. years. But bodysuit is kind of like a leotard where you can put it over under a skirt or some shorts. Usually you want to wear something that's more fitted or high waist jeans. You could do like high waist denim cutoffs, anything like that. And you see, you know, it's almost like a leotard or like a swimsuit, like a one piece under, but it's like different material. And it just gives you like a really nice silhouette, like a waist. And sometimes they have like a cute cutout at the top or just like a simple a simple bodysuit, like a, like a simple spandex or cotton one, or sometimes they have like little ruffles or buttons detailing at the top. Okay, two-piece sets. So it could be like shorts and a little top, like the crop top or like high-waisted pants. I mean, there's a lot of different kinds like of sets. Top. Yeah. yeah. The bamboo bags, those are very in. Those have been in like since yeah. last year, but they're still in. Tortoise jewelry, so like the earrings, like the hoop earrings, um, Sunglasses. Like drop earrings. Yeah. Bracelets. Snake skin print, like blouses, dresses, jackets. That's in. So those are all the things that's currently that we think are currently trending. Um, and like if you go to any store, you should have some of these. Yeah. So it's very easy and affordable to try out. Um we would tr- basically try like Forever Twenty One, Zara, H and M if you don't want to spend like a ton of money. Even Express has like good deals. Yeah. So Kind of on that topic, we want to share our favorites for this week. We are going to share our favorite travel accessories. So we just got back from Mexico, so we can share with our two. I'll let you go first. Okay, so mine is, it's called a wall charger. I mean, it's not called. It's a wall charger with two outlets, and then it has four USB. On Amazon, it's by a brand called A-U-K-E-Y. And it's under 20, it's $23. And I've had it, I looked at a purchase history. I've had it since September of 2017. Oh. So I've had it for almost two years. And I you had that long. I literally use it every single day. So what it is, is like I said, it's a black charging cube and it plugs into like the three prongs of an outlet. But it has out of that one outlet, you get one, two, you get two like regular outlet spots and then you get four USBs. So total, which everything comes with the USB now, you get basically six different new things. So I use it at home. We have one in our kitchen and I plug in like my USB to my Apple Watch. We both do. I plug in like things to charge my um my external charger for my phone. I plug in like my computer chart, like this one I go to town. I use that at home like that. And then when I, I just literally just pack it up with the cords in there and I pack it up and I put it, it's like, I don't know how big it is. It's, let's see, it says on here, it's three and a half inches by like two inches. So it's not very big. And you can just, that's what I'm saying, you can just put it in your front zipper of your pocket or like inside a hat or something when you're traveling. And you just like plug it into like an outlet in the hotel and you can get six cords out of that. You don't have to plug in. First of all, you don't have to take all your like charging cubes for one. For two, you can just like, you don't have to have all your cords separate. You just wrap it up all together and you can plug in like everything in one spot, especially when you're like looking around the hotel for an outlet. It's like so annoying and half of them don't work. This makes it so much easier and it's so much more concise. So, you know, you can just plug that in and everything. You don't have to have like your phone in one place, your charge, your Apple Watch in another, your headphones in another. Like you just have it all in one spot. So I love it. I think when I went, I don't know where I went. I don't know. I went somewhere and someone was making fun of it. Really? I don't know. It was. I think it's good. I I would recommend it. Yeah, it's like it goes everywhere with us. Even and it lasts. We even take it to our parents' house. Not that they're short on outlets there, but. You know, it's just easy. You have to feel at home. Okay, so mine actually have two, but one of them is like what I really need to buy. I've been wanting to buy. Okay, so the one that I do have is the external chargers, the portable chargers that you you need to bring with you 
or if you're like us, you need to have like five. Um, but we did, we have like several. So like we get some from like brands, like, you know, or like we go to events and stuff. But so we have like a bunch of them. And then we have one that I got off Amazon a couple years ago that um, is good. But and really any brand is good. The ones that Amazon are just, you can get them quicker. Um, but I would definitely recommend them because, like, our phones always die because we're on them, like, all the time. And so, like, to have – you just charge these and then you bring them with you and you just plug in. Plug in. It's, like an, it's like a backup battery for your phone. Our mom's phone, like, always dies. So I, like, made her get one because, like, you can't be walking around with – No. And she has one? Yeah, but she doesn't ever use it. So, well, <laughs> not that I know of if you're listening. Um – and the other one that I really need to buy, which I have several of these, but I need like a better one, is a travel neck pillow. And the reason I say this is because every time, especially we're sitting next to each other, like on the way home on Thursday night. We were so tired. We were so tired and like took a little nap before I like did some work on the plane. And we were like head bopping into each other. It was so embarrassing. I woke up, must have woken up like 10 times. And I was like, every time our heads were just like spinning everywhere. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. So... I was like, it's time for a neck pillow. So this one that I'm going to order, it's a memory foam one. And the reason why it's good is you can take, um, you can unzip it and release and take out different insertions to adjust the thickness of it. It's like based on your neck, like how much you want. Um, so I feel like you want to sit straight and you want to be able to reduce the thickness. Um, so it doesn't push your head forward. You can remove some of it out. And then also, um, it molds to your body's natural contours for a custom fit. So I think that's pretty cool because a lot of them are just like fit any size. You says you can use it on the plane, in the car, or anywhere. I mean, I don't know where else you'd use that. Like at work, you would look ridiculous. But <laughs> you can wash the cover, which I'm like a major germaphobe. Like I'm all about that. That's disgusting. Like I don't like anything that's touching an airplane. I'm like so grossed out. I like, don't want to be near. I have to like change as soon as I get home. It grosses me out. Um, and then also has a little strap that you can attach to your carry-on. Because I wanted to bring – we got one the other day in the mail, and I wanted to bring it with me. And Sam was like, no, we don't have room. And I'm it like – It was so big. I'm like, we, we couldn't have, clip it onto your bag. We could barely fit into our no, – Yeah. Our bags were exploding. You guys should have seen our bags. It was bad. I don't know how we made it because it was – It somehow fit. It fit. I have one more really quickly that I want to share. Um, it's the – I think it's a six-pill organizer. It comes in like Didn't a, you share this last week? Oh, I probably did. So don't count this as my favorite. I'm just – I remembered because it's like those are my top two that I recommend before you travel. So listen to last week's episode. We'll say it again. It's – okay. Well, it's a six – it's I think it's a six-pill organizer, but it's – we'll link it in the blog post. It's – basically, it's under $10, and you can – or you can label – it's like a – it's like a cylinder – cylinder. It's a cylinder-shaped – container and then it has dividers in there so you just put all your different pills in there but it holds a lot so i'm saying you don't have to open up like little tiny things that hold three pills this holds like probably like 20 pills or more in each thing so you just take that and you undo you just switch very quickly between all the different parts so i can just take all my supplements or pills with me very easily and it saves so much time than packing all the bottles and undoing every single one so i would definitely recommend getting that one too so, I mean, we could keep going on without our favorites, but those are four of our favorites, and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will be back next week.